427. It's a big show, man. It's time for the summer blockbusters. I'm the host of Fans of Patrol. My name is Montego. Welcome to Fans of Patrol. With me is my wonderful co-host, Miss Tibblebot. Say hello to the people, Tiff. Hello to the people. I was about to say hello, whatever. That's how you say it. I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, we got a great show, man. It's 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 summertime. Man. Well, it's not summertime. We're, but... like, we're coming into summer. Yeah, so they dropping the big ones, man. So what we're doing is we're doing our full review discussion of Marvel's MCU's James Gunn's uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. And uh, very excited to talk about this, man. This is the good stuff. This is this is why we do this, man. Um, <laughs> so we also ha we have some some pretty decent shit, I have to say. Uh, we're doing um, there's a Dune trailer. Dune, the second part, second chapter. Never thought this was gonna get made, so I was didn't even know they filmed it or nothing. You know, I was just like, oh shit, I forgot. You know. Yeah, people didn't. Like the first one very much. I think it was. Oh, no, 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 no. They well, did. Like, no, no, no. No, no. People didn't like it. Since when? I remember when I came out, it had rave reviews. We don't have I to talk about it. I think critics liked it. Oh, what? Well, look. I think you and I, I think that people were pretty divided on it. I think that's, I think you and I liked it. Well, F those people, you know, the hell with that. Oh, well, okay. Indeed. Something a surprise. We're going to talk about, um, a, a new video game movie, Gran Turismo. I can't <laughs> wait to talk about this one. It's, um, I saw Tiff watching the trailer and like her eyebrows was going. <laughs> that was actually for the Dune trailer. I saw the Gran Turismo trailer in the movie, in the Guardians of the Galaxy oh. Oh, okay. movie. Okay. On the big screen. Oh, wow. So there you go. That Not not to brag, yeah. but I saw the Gran Turismo trailer on the big screen. Yeah, I came damn near late, so. Actually, I didn't. No, I think I was on time. I don't know. So anyway, what else do we have? We're going to talk a little bit about the writer's strike. I think we would be remiss not to. Yeah, we could talk about that. And um, that we're going to talk about that. And then we're going to do uh, Oldie Bagoti, man. An old facts on patrol. <laughs> MCU universe, man. So, you know, in honor. going to lose. <laughs> in honor of, you know, the, um, a Marvel, a big Marvel release. And so that'll do it, man. That'll be the end of the show. And then we'll we'll uh, we'll sign off until next week after that. So saying all this stuff would seem so good and pure and clean in the universe, Tiff. Are you ready to roll? Yep. Let's go. We are back. It's time for a little social media shout out so you can find out about the other places you can listen to us if this is not your favorite platform. Tiff, what do we have? So for everything Fans of Patrol, visit us on one of our social media platforms, which is at Fans of Patrol on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. You can uh, check us out on YouTube, as you might be doing right now. Uh, listen on your favorite listening platform, wherever that may be. And if you don't see us, let us know. Indeed. And I would be remiss. If I didn't clue everybody into grab you a, a bottle of good stuff and join us because it's lounge time, man. It's been a long time since we've been in the lounge on Fans of Patrol. And, <laughs> you know, it's nothing like the lounge, y'all. So, welcome man. Welcome to the lounge. Hey, welcome to the I, lounge. I am, not, I am not lounging. I'm drinking a Diet Mountain Dew from Taco Bell. Oh, wow. So, you guys, that's pitiful. Class <laughs> trash, and it's great. <laughs> so, you guys didn't see my co-host's outfit. She came walking to the camera. She looks exactly like the ladies, the operators in John Wick. I was like, 
<laughs> I was like, well, all you need is the glasses. Oh, Jesus. I mean, it's, it's so cool. And I do have the glasses uh, because I very wear cool. them. I do not wear them on the show. Very, very cool. Got my tats, my weird tats. Yeah, yeah. And my sort of, I, I, this is like what I've called, told people, like uh, an emo waitress. What do you say? Uh, 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 Bounty or Mr. Wick? Uh, Bonnie, John Wick, forty Sound million dollars. <laughs> Indeed, I love it. <laughs> so, man, let's talk a little nerd stuff, man. Let's do it. Um, so Dune, Tiff, off yeah. my radar. Uh, I didn't think it was ever gonna come out like the second one, you know, because it was pretty, you know, weird when the first one came out, you know, because. Normally, you know, there's a schedule and they say, well, we're, you know, is it start filming or they're going to like do them all at once. And yeah. it was like nothing. They released the movie and was like, is it going to make any money? Let's just chill to see if it makes some money. And, you know, it did. And um, I didn't hear a thing else about it. Maybe I didn't have my post to the ground, my finger on the post, you know, but. <laughs> I think because, okay, so let me refresh your memory because you had thought that people liked this film. Um, and for the most part, people found it to be very boring uh unfortunately I, mean, I have not read the book but i've read i mean i've read a little bit of it uh, i didn't dislike it i just sometimes i move on from stuff and then i want to go back to it but um you know older science fiction a lot of times is very detailed and uh has a lot of depth to it yeah and then that doesn't always translate you would think it would but it doesn't always translate well to the screen because there's so much like uh the the people there's the history of the different people and then the whole, you know what I mean? It's so sure, um, sure, sure. But it's a it's an old ass book though, so yeah. I mean, not super old, but old enough. Uh, and I do think that like people had a problem with the movie because it was slow. Hmm. Do you, <laughs> and do you remember because at that time Daniel Villanueva said that he made the movie for himself and he didn't care if people liked it or not uh, after he got some backlash. Well, thank you for uh, uh, spending the studio's money for your dream. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it is it was, my dream. I mean, part, part of it is difficult because there is some kind of uh, beauty in making something that you feel very passionately about, but I'm not sure that's the best statement to be, to make. Um, but I will say I really liked the first one. I, I thought that it's well acted. It's interesting. And even though you're sitting in this place where everything is kind of monotone. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. You love this necessity. movie more than I did. That's for sure. I remember that. <laughs> I remember that. Uh, I thought that the ability to make these beautiful grand sweeping, sweeping like visuals mm -hmm. where you were like kind of awed by them where everything is so monotone yeah. is amazing. That's a great achievement. Um, this trailer looks like more of the same. So if you were into the first movie, yeah, I think you probably should come back for more. But uh, it, correct me if I'm wrong. This was a straight to HBO Max release, right? Because it was a pandemic issue. Am I wrong? I thought it. Oh, yeah. I watched it on HBO Max. Mm, you might be right. But Tiff, I um, want to point something out for you real quick. Mm -hmm. So I just looked up the uh, Rotten Tomato scores. Mm -hmm. 83 critics, right? Mm -hmm. Audience ninety percent. Damn. Yeah, I don't, I, remember I remember people liking this movie. I remember people liking this movie. Ninety percent was the audience score. Well, that's five thousand people. One. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Um, f funny with the Rotten Tomatoes though. Uh, uh, I don't, this is unscripted, but eighty-four. Unscripted. This whole thing is unscripted. Eighty-four percent. Evil Dead <laughs> Rises. The movie we did last week. Mm -hmm. Right. Guy Ritchie's The Covenant. Eighty-two percent. 
I'm like, just, I don't see scores like this, right? Um, yeah. What is this? Employee of the Mom. Dungeons and Dragons, right? Movie we did just a couple weeks ago. 91%, Tev. How about I, that? I disagree. That thing I thought was good. Oh, so I just. So we've been, I think that what you're saying is we've been get, we've been getting some some pretty at least if not high quality like what you would say memorable film forever fun fun movies. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, so this trailer weird. <laughs> <laughs> I will agree with like especially I feel it with this this kind of stuff yeah. is that because there's so there's so little context that you can give in a trailer even if you do a really long one yeah. there's just like weird people in like obvious latex yeah. not obvious it's well done but like they're pure white yes yeah. yeah i remember the first dune i watched the first dune it was terrible i remember it was the worst movie of the year when it came out but it was star warish you know sure. well, they were showing up yeah and so i was you know but I remember watching this movie several times, you know, trying to get it. And so when I see these characters and I see the happenings, you know, mm-hmm. I'm like interested. I thought it was an odd choice for the trailer maker to in- almost include a-, a full scene almost of the worm writing. You know, I'm like, right. you know, damn, you should have showed how dope that was in, a, you know, in the theaters, you know? We have our feelings about, like, what people... The problem, and then we think we've always talked about trailers, is that you're right. I do think that without that, this trailer would maybe seem a little flat. I do think that there is... Oh, it was flat, thing. too. It was flat. Yeah. yeah. So you're watching it, and, like, the worm, and they don't show it. So in some ways, it's kind of quite brilliant, because if you don't know what's going to happen, you're going to get a big reveal. Yeah. And if you don't... You might not really know. They don't say anything about it being the worm. I see your point. Like, if you're unfamiliar um, with this, it was like, what's what the on? hell is this? Yeah, I'm intrigued. If yeah. you're familiar, you like, oh, this looks it, better than the other one. <laughs> Go ahead. It's a little bit like uh, getting blue balled, which might be for some people. But goddamn, like, I, I gotta get to the theater. I gotta get to the theater now to release this tension. Oh goddamn! I know the worm's coming, but I didn't see the worm. Oh shit! Yeah. <laughs> so, Damn, um, Tim. I don't. I, I don't say, like any of this analogy. It's just too much. Oh, 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 bring it hot. Um, so, uh, <laughs> especially when we talk about worms and shit. <laughs> worms. I didn't see the worm. All of a sudden, I saw the worm. <laughs> I, I saw the worm, and I was satisfied. <laughs> he was riding the worm. <laughs> he, he, he rode the worm, and it was great. Um, so you know that I. I have mixed feelings about Timothy Chalamet. Look, um, you ruined that cat that cat for me. Now every time I see him, I think of VD. I'm like, God damn, that's that guy with the VD. You know, a, it's it's seared. It's, it's, a, it's just pro, a prolific rumor that yeah, I couldn't help it's, talk it's about. It's seared in my in my head. Every time I see him, I'm like... I apologize to Timothy Chalamet. His penicillin, representation penicillin. in Montego, <laughs> specifically. Um, but I really love Zendaya. Like, to me... She can do no wrong. You know what? I would almost agree with that. I mean, all that Disney stuff with, but you know, but you know, women change so much when you know over the years. You know, it's like wow. Okay. No, no. Let me, let me. I'll show you where I'm going. It's like when Halle Berry first came out, she was, you know, she had a decent body and she was beautiful. But now in her 50s, she's like voluptuous. You know, and it's like. And Zendaya is kind of like, you know, really, really thin and stuff like that. That just makes me wonder, like, when she gets older, what what are we going to be seeing? You know, because I think that (laughs) (laughs) 
on a good well, sense. <laughs> one of the good, I, th- I understand that what you're saying is good, but one of uh, our very great young actresses, uh, and you're like, will she get them boobies? Yeah. <laughs> that's not where I was going, but that's, that's a good. That's a good <laughs> 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 Sprout. When, when will they emerge? That's what the last June, the last installment of June. About oh my god! Is. Oh, that's so funny. But yeah, I mean, <laughs> that's kind of what you're saying. I, I understand where you're coming from. Um, but obviously, I mean, not. Oh my god! But as a great actress, I also do think she's quite beautiful. Obviously, she's uh, she does modeling as well. Yeah, you're right. She is a very thin person and i and i think like without yeah, don't, too much into it that normally don't last with us uh tiff you know we 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 thin for a moment <laughs> you know? uh, well for me personally i know i know uh, like never thin so uh, i'm okay with it um uh, uh, anyway so her um like i understand that part of the thing that you're speaking of and i know that's not what you're speaking to is a lot of women in Hollywood are are entering under the duress and just look so different when body the, the older they get, you yeah. know. Well, I think probably that has to do with like being able to have more bodily autonomy because you established yourself as an actor, which isn't always the pressure that's put on men. No, no, I mean, like, no, no. That, how, ma- how many legitimately like fat women actresses are there? Well, one that aren't comedic, I would say hardly any. Um, and two, uh, what was that, her name? Um, I don't really, Kathy Bates. Yeah, see, really the fact that you're struggling, Kathy Bates, is an indicator, but there's plenty of well known uh male actors who have not had ideal body types or physical features. Sure, sure. I, I wasn't even like, so, that's not what I was saying. I know you I weren't just, going you know, there, but yeah. I'm gonna bring it back okay. to the serious talk. Okay, welcome right. to serious talk with fans. I'm a troll, no, I'm just kidding. So we're gonna see this. Do, we're gonna see this goddamn movie. Oh yeah. For sure. Oh yeah. For sure. I thought that you and I, you know, even if we weren't doing our podcast of best friendship, uh, then we would still be sitting on the couch watching movies together and disagreeing. I think. <laughs> like, um, was it Statler and Water from the Muppets? <laughs> oh my god, that's us! Oh, we're so cute. Um, but also like, you know, the magic moment when we do agree and that's the beauty of the art that we share. Yeah. I like the first Dune. You love the first yeah. Dune. Um, yeah. but I did like it, you know, Jason Momoa with his, yeah, woo, you know, oh, yeah, his very, he's like, he's in there for two seconds, but he's really bringing it. You know what I mean? Well, like he, he should have a bigger role in the next, this movie because the character has a bigger role in the next movie, sure. you know? So I'm interested, you know, I'm interested anyway. So let's switch to something different. Mm-hmm. That's a Sprite. It looks like a margarita. Anyway, you know, it is a diet Mountain Dew. Thank you. Seek, uh, Cinco de Mayo was this weekend, and I drank so many goddamn mar- margaritas, like whew, for like days <laughs> at work, at happy hour, at a party on Saturday night, <laughs> at home I, after the party. <laughs> I stayed uh, at home. Mm. That's what I did. That was my gift to myself. Nothing wrong with that. So, man, um, Gran yeah, Turismo. Let's tell. talk about this other trailer. <laughs> Gran Turismo. Right. Um, okay, I'm just going to go balls in, right? Yeah, all right. <laughs> Forget the worm. I'm going balls in. <laughs> it's all sex. <laughs> Holy shit. I'm in. I couldn't. Oh, bo- yeah. I felt this from you. I couldn't. No, I mean, like, because normally racing movies, they, they, they hit, they're hit or miss. 
But the concept was so interesting to me. You know, you got like, it's like reminds me of, um, what was the, uh, the movie with Starlight in, uh, with the video star, the last starfighter, you know, like, mm-hmm. you know, practicing on a video game and then somebody yeah, gets, and, and then, then going in. and I'm sure it's not based on facts. It's based on oh, a true story, you know, no, no, this is what, ha- like this guy, some guy became um, a, a driver from racing on a, on a correct. game. Uh, the guy's name, I looked this up because I was also incredulous, uh, his name is Jan Mardenborough, or it might be it might be pronounced differently. I think he's and he uh, was a, he was a, a gamer and ended up. He switching. won the Grand Turismo GT Academy and then became a racer. I wonder how when he died in that fiery crash. He is still alive, but you know what? <laughs> it's funny that you say that because that is the first thing I said. I said, "Is he still alive?" Because you know, they, they, so we'll dive into this trailer a little bit. Um, first off, it's like. They want you to believe that it is just a blazing fireball of excitement. And it is because they're playing that hyped up music. Like, do you know what I mean? They start off like with a slow and mm-hmm. they get the rise to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and not in the, I think this music was used very effectively in this trailer. I did. I yeah. liked it. Yeah. I liked everything about this trailer. And when you threw in David Harbro. Oh just... my. Okay. So I am not interested in this at all, to be honest with you. Really? Like, okay. That's not right. Just a smidge. Even, just as, a, even actually... as a gamer. Really? I'm, um, I, I gotta be honest with you. First of all, as you probably know, mm-hmm. Gran Turismo is an incredibly difficult game. I don't play it. Um, I, I play Forza Horizon. Uh, Gran Turismo is known for being, and probably why this kind of quote unquote works is Gran Turismo is known for being an extremely technically correct driving game Mm -hmm. Um, whatever that means because i agree with the statement the guy made in the thing like yeah wait to the the speed and the heat and all that bullshit i'm like yeah it's it's nice and comfortable with in your living room (laughs) well what i mean by that is (laughs) other driving games of course you can play gran turismo with the controller but you can play this with the with an extremely accurate kind of realistic box had a game called gotham racing which was hard as f Mm -hmm. you know and so I think it was, you know, and I remember Gran Turismo has been around forever, man. You know, it, it has, was, yeah. You know, they had several iterations, and it only comes out every blue moon. You know, it's right. Like, I think there's only like six of them. Yeah, even though it's yeah. Been around, and for we forever. talking for like twenty years, right? So yeah, yeah. Um, but because of that, I think that like it's really hard. Not a lot of people play it, and that is maybe what led into this idea that like if you you at least have some understanding of the technical, like the way the steering wheel feels, the things yeah. you have to click, the way you're doing it, um. If it, you were using the steering it's kind of weird. It's kind of weird, though, man. Because, you know, like, say in NASCAR, most of the drivers come from go-kart racing, believe that or not. Like, the high-speed Get go-kart. Out of t- okay, no, no, yeah. seriously, that seriously. The majority of those drivers come from go-kart racing. But in go-kart racing, they're, they're high-speed. They're 50, 60 miles per hour, you mm-hmm. know, go-karts. And there's still gravity and slide and your body. And there's still so much physics you got to deal with when doing that. But with a video game, it's all in your mind. But I guess... If it's in your mind, and if if you're transcendent enough, you could transform that experience from your mind to the physical. I mean, you know what I'm saying, and just have to deal well, with that. Well, that's the stuff. implication of this trailer. Yeah, like they, you know, David Harbour is like the trainer, and so it shows them. I love his role his in this so far. I, uh, <laughs> very much a kind of character that I loved was a beleaguered, 
their dreams are some obviously somewhat dead. And, and he's like, like just making fun kid. of this dude the whole time, which I like. Yeah. You know, he's like, yeah, you gonna start over? <laughs> I was like, oh which shit. Is, those deadpan kind of like soft digs are just yep. fantastic. Yep. He is perfect yep. for this role. I mean, I, I haven't seen the film yet, but like I can tell what kind of character he's playing, and I think that that's very much in David Arbor's wheelhouse. He's looking fine because I love him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he was in a movie but, I just saw recently on Netflix. It's with. Uh, Anthony Mackie, I think it's called Ghost or something. He plays oh, like a ghost. We watched that together for the show. Did we? Yes, I, sir. I, don't, I don't think we did it for the show though. We might have done it for Patreon. I don't at, think at that point. I don't think we ever ever did it. Oh my god. Oh, maybe we didn't, but we did watch it together for yeah. the show because uh, I enjoyed that movie, Tiff. Yeah, you know? I know. I I think we discussed it because I know you did. Um. Anyway, that's <laughs> <laughs> um. This movie. Uh, this movie features him alongside Welcome Back, Orlando Bloom. A greasy, slick, used car salesman, Orlando Bloom. (laughs) I was looking at him like he looks so slimy, right? That's just what he looks like now in real life. He's just he's just playing Orlando Bloom. Really, I looked at him. I was like, man, he's playing that like used car snake oil salesman. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. (laughs) I mean, so um, and I think I like Orlando Bloom. I mean, I don't know him as a person, but I'm just saying that his characters. I like seeing him. You know, you and I have some shared history of like. Uh, we both really like the uh, first Pirates movie. Uh, we both li- we both really like. Uh, or I was probably more of a fan. Used to be more of a fan with the Lord of the Rings trilogy. No, 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 no. Heavy duty fan. I know you are myself. Yeah, ha- have probably waned a little bit on that. But I'm gonna t- tell you all something now, mm-hmm. and I may regret it. All right. But as a go. teenager, there you go. Oh. Uh, I had oh. a card. You had to cut out. <laughs> what a cardboard standee of Lego lost. Now, to be fair, I did not buy it for myself. Uh, <laughs> my best friend, my best friend Jesse, bought it for me, but it's not. I didn't throw it away. Uh, look, <laughs> if you would have said Boba Fett, everybody would be like, "Yes." <laughs> you say Legolas, everybody like. Mm. Well, they sold them for a reason, Montego. Um, but coming back to this trailer, I, I the reason I'm not particularly into seeing it yeah. is because I feel like there's a little bit of... Um, I'm stoked. I, I, I could feel the stoke mm-hmm. coming off of you. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm stoked. <laughs> um, I could see myself watching this movie and not having a bad time because the energy is so high. Even in the trailer, that's not gonna be an Oscar be, winner or nothing like that. That's for sure. Oh, well, okay. I, absolutely not. But uh, just watching the trailer, you get like really energized from it. So like, I could see myself watching this movie and not minding the experience. What I think but. the trailer does a really good job, and I hope the movie does the same thing, is give you a window into that world. You know, mm-hmm. uh, a world that we're none of us is a, a part of. You know, that uh, international car driver world where you know it's like tennis you know these these cats travel from country to country you know doing their thing and it's very glamorous but dangerous and you know and it's still and then some people you know are there on a shoestring budget and some people are there with corporate sponsors giving a million i would say with racing it is not American racing necessarily, which I feel like it's a lot of a poor person kind of like a lot of the people come up from. Yeah, you stuff. can you can you can you can jump in anywhere. That's true, but right. yeah, but Formula it, One and of, all that stuff is different. You're right. The over there, yep. I think that like a lot of the like Formula One racing and stuff is rich people stuff, kind of like oh, a hundred percent. Now where they get the drivers from is, is is one thing or another. And plus, 
that is not a blanket statement. There are obviously outliers. Of course. of course. But like for the most part, especially, you know what I mean? Like certain um, sports tend to favor the rich. And that's why it's so amazing when we see oh my God. Uh, sports stars that are come up. I'm going to tell you how bad it is, Steph. Holy mm-hmm. shit. So I was in a bar last week and they had like some kind of like women's hacky sack with a big ball and a table and they had like bowling shirts and they were like it wasn't hacky sack the ball was like biggest beach ball and it was like mm-hmm. kick it it was four people it was the mo- and you know it was all hype yeah and i was like this is the dumbest shit i ever seen and, and, I, <laughs> and I was i was sitting there tiff like what the, what the hell is happening and i was like i applaud them for trying to do something different but unlike a poor man sport like baseball, you know, when it was invented, like mm-hmm. it start corporate sponsors, t-shirts, all kind of shit. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. What like the, the hell? Yeah, there are weird, like I would say sport, not like, sports, goofball kind of, games. Kind of like, uh, <laughs> yeah. Like, and there's something, and again, like you're saying, there's something inherently wrong, like bags. People, poor people play that for sure. But like things like that that come up where like maybe two bros were like, hey, bro, what if we did this? And, and now it's a goddamn also, sport. And, and, I ha- and now I have, uh, a, you know, I'm a, a millionaire for this stupid thing. But, yeah. you know. Yeah. Yeah. I, people I, are just trying to find a way to have fun. People are trying to find a way to make money. That's Oh, all yeah. I'm sorry. I forgot. Yeah. <laughs> 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 okay. So let's talk Speaking about this. trying r- to make money. This writer strike. Writer strike. Yeah, yeah. Let's talk about this because. Everything is ru- Blade is done. Blade is over. I'm, I'm, mm-hmm. This happened years ago, and I remember everything. 2008 ish, 2007. Everything cool disappeared. I remember they were doing uh, Master Chief. They were going to do a movie, and it oh, had. But they did make that movie eventually. They did not. They had Peter Jackson signed on to do the uh, the Halo oh, movie. Oh, I see. You're saying not that specific movie. They did a terrible ass TV show on. Oh, it was a TV show. Oh, it was the worst <laughs> thing I've ever seen. And I, I watched every last one just the, with hopes you did. for it to get better. You did. <laughs> <laughs> you're just sitting there on the couch with your your little your Master Chief helmet on, and you're like, this one will be good. <laughs> every show, I was like, God damn, man, what is this? I mean, it was it was terrible. It was terrible. Oh my god! But I remember the right the first the, the writer strike a while ago. It killed that project. It killed so many projects. You know, like shows didn't survive. It just, it just did. So it's funny, Tiff. So this thing started, and it's been like two weeks since it started, something mm-hmm. like that. And it was like a big deal when you heard about it. I ain't heard shit in the last like week. That, but that's part of the problem. First of all, stand with strikers because the people who have the money, I mean, the, okay, so this kind of strike uh, – what is the problem is, is that there are a lot of writers in Hollywood and they're taken advantage of a lot of the time because... Well, they're saying that streaming is like the biggest problem in the correct. world. Correct. You know. So like, because writers make a lot of money... They like, do this residual, do, do this shit for free and so you right. can get in the door. And that's everything is, do it for free so you can get in yes. the door and nobody's making this money. For the, for the experience, um, which yeah. is what a lot of writers are told. I've been, we've, I've been told it. I'm not a screenwriter, but... Um, so I wanted to point out that, you know, they had asked for like $498 million um, each year, which is across a lot of people. It's not like they're just asking to That's be. That's one movie. 
Yeah, and then that, that's what's really crazy. That's one movie. That that's ca- the Transformers. They countered, they countered with like eight, uh, 86 million. I'm sorry, it's 429 million. They countered with 86 million. Ooh, that's insane. That's like that's such an insane. So boys and girls, that's like saying I want fifty dollars and they offer you four dollars a, a, a penny. <laughs> and here's the thing: I did the math on it, and I unfortunately left my calculation somewhere else, so I apologize. Oh shit! Okay. But uh, but across the people. Um, if you were to ele- the eleven thousand something people, yeah, with a four hundred ninety eight million dollar increase, it would be thirty seven thousand dollars a year per person. And that's not even how it's going to be distributed, you that, know, or how overall the money will go. Hollywood is a great thing for some people, but for many and most, it's not. I remember reading an article from Gabrielle Union, and she she had put in an article. So so she married rich, right? She married a basketball player, mm-hmm. uh, but. She was saying that like the biggest year she ever had was like fifty five thousand dollars, and she been you know everybody knows who Gabrielle Union is right, and not yeah. because of her husband, but even you know her acting because of career. her own merit, yeah, right, 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 uh, fifty five thousand dollars. I'm like, what the fuck? I mean, wow. Well, I mean, you're touching on a lot of inequality. Yeah, yeah, obviously yeah, yeah. between. I mean, we're talking about writers, but even and those people and writers are like saying, of course we are an integral part of how these movies are made. Yeah. Um, obviously. And then late night course, television, all kinds of stuff, you know, all these things. I think the average person watching stuff doesn't realize how many writers are involved. Well, they, making their favorite programming. They also want to, one of the things is they wanted to get rid of the, cause it's more than just money. They wanted to get rid of the writer's room, you know? So, th- well, so they don't want to get rid of, rid of the writer's room, but there's writer's room, rules that have kind of been bent because of the way that streaming works where they make smaller writers rooms which is less beneficial to writers as far as like growing their own trade when they leave that specific streaming service potentially or whatever they're writing for whereas if you're writing for like the late show then you are going to connect with other writers who are more senior than you you may be going to end up being a producer or something like that that's how you move forward in your industry they are kind of truncating that for them. That's one of the problems they have. Another problem is the AI problem. I was just about to say, I think this is a lost cause, to be honest with you, because with AI, well, that's it's a, bad. that's really truly horrifying. It, because as as we know, it's gonna replace all us AI all, Jeff. can do what? It's going to replace us all. <laughs> uh, we will fight against it. Skynet I'm not afraid of is here. <laughs> um, but I mean, the thing about the AI that is really concerning is that when you think about it. Um, and I've read some articles to get ready to talk about this because it's even, even with my limited understanding, you know, it's a completely different job than I have and all that stuff. But, um, by, you see, Tiff, you movies, see what she did there, y'all? Movies, y'all see what Tiff tried to of, did? She tried to say I'm unprepared, but go ahead. No, I, no, I'm I wasn't just saying I'm unprepared. I'm just saying, go I'm ahead, limited. go ahead. I'll come down there. Um, so, <laughs> Uh, with a uh, with a lot of movies, they're formulaic, and I want to just say, like the Hallmark movie, for instance, and oh. I could definitely write a Holy Hallmark movie. Holy balls! Look, what Marvel I mean, movies? They, might, they kind of already feel like they, yeah, Marvel kind of movies. Feel like they're written. Most of them are loosely based on a comic book, like arcs. right. You would just defeat it the exactly, exactly, and then there would be I, there would still be human involvement because you would want to make sure you're editing out yes. the weird machinisms that happen, but that's going to reduce the workforce by so much. And I think that like, I agree. Art. Yeah. I mean, the beauty of so many films is the very humanity of the film, obviously. So like, you can't, 
mm, AI is really scary to me in a lot of ways. It's kind of sickening in a lot of ways. And so like, I understand that there's sort of a place for it in some things. Um, but like, Oh, art. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that's really rough. Uh, man, let me to all my writer buddies out there that might be listening to our podcast. Wise man said to me a long time ago, if you're good at something, never do it for free. I've lived my life by that. I don't give a shit. The hell with getting in. If you're good at it, <laughs> never do it for free. Look, shit. <laughs> What's my cut? <laughs> oh, shit. So, Tip, I think we're going to take a break, and we're going to come right back. I'm excited about facts on patrol. It's been a long time, Tip. So we'll be right back with that. <laughs> Right, man, I almost want to say it's facts on patrol time, man. It's been almost. A, <laughs> it's been a while, man, since we did just a regular trivia facts on patrol. If this is your first time listening to us, thank you for coming here. We love you. And if you if you are returning, ah, <laughs> we also love you. Um, I'm so proud of you. I know. So this is at two, man, and so this is where we get to have fun and do all kind of different stuff that we want to do. So, Facts on Patrol is just a simple uh, trivia game that we did when we first started this uh, this mm-hmm. podcast back, you know, started playing games. And it was just trivia, trivia, trivia. And, like, uh, we do multiple choice. And if you know the answer straight out, you get double the points and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So, that's all you got to know. Um, and uh, we're going to roll. So, Facts on Patrol. Now, they're always theme. Our theme mm-hmm. is the MCU. Because we have Guardians of the Galaxy just came out. We got the Marvels coming out this year. We had T'Challa and the sad movie last, you know, just recently. We had Ant-Man this year. So, you know, Marvel is rolling. So that's where we're going to start. So my co-host. Yes. Would you like to go first with Facts on Patrol? Question number one, four piece. Uh, I would like to let you know that I went uh, easy medium hard oh interesting just fyi okay um and so obviously as you said answer straight out you get a point uh so what are or what is magneto's superpower mutant power excuse me the the power of magnetism oh you got the word right and everything. Two points. <laughs> oh, that was so like, easy. People, people, I know. I said that was going to be really easy. Uh, it's like some people would be like magnets or he moves stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Magnetism. Uh, he's the master okay. of magnetism. That's always mm-hmm. in the comic books. He's doing like some weird Look shit. Look at him go. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> okay. So okay. here's the Ant-Man question. Okay. What was the original purpose of the quantum realm? The quantum realm. As conceived by Hank Pym, we're talking about, you know, in the comics. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I have okay. multiple choice. Wait, uh, okay, answer flat, uh, straight out. Straight out. I know, I know I'm not going to be able to do that. Oh, okay. So, just go ahead and give me this, give me the, give me the four, give me my okay. choices. Was it a prisoner for uh, dangerous criminals? Was it a source of unlimited energy? What I'm, I got some more, <laughs> a place to store excess mass while shrinking, or safe haven for endangered species. Uh, the power one. B is that B? The power one. Which one was the power one? The source of unlimited energy. Yeah. That is incorrect. 
It was, was it a. It was a place to store excess mass while shrinking. Oh, okay. Because my instinct to, to answer straight out was to say it was a prison of some kind, and I was like, I don't think you're right. That's so uh, Superman that. with the Phantom Zone. <laughs> yeah. So good for me for knowing that I wasn't gonna know yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In a way, yeah. I'm, in a way I'm absolutely correct. Um, <laughs> so your second question. My second question. Yes. Who plays the Punisher in the 2004 film of the same name? 2004. Mm-hmm. Is that Dean? Um, Are you going to go final? You have to let me know if you're going to go no multiple choice. Oh, when your final answer yeah, 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 yeah. 2004? Mm-hmm. Damn, I don't remember his first name. I know it's Dean. Something, 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 Dean. Damn, I'm gonna have to go for multiple choice. I can't think of his name. Okay, here we go. 2004. Yeah. A. Ray Stevenson. No. B. Chris Evans. Of course not. C. Thomas Jane. Yeah, Thomas Jane. D. John Bernthal. It's yes. Thomas, Thomas, Thomas it Jane. Is, what is I that, love Dean? Thomas Jane. I love Thomas Jane. You know, I that, wish you would have asked me this question. I what? bought that movie on. You remember when I'm old? Apple came out with the first Apple video, you know, and like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And like it had this little tiny little screen, right? And I bought that movie on there and I was, I used to watch it, you know, like, like <laughs> you know, a bit of a movie trivia about that movie. Um, you know, the scene where he fights the Russian in his apartment, the big guy with the, yes, he, I love those methods. Accident- <laughs> he accidentally actually stabs that guy. Really? And he films the rest of the scene like that. Somebody was thirsty for a job. He was like, I can make it like Predator. I, think that you I can make it. Kind of like, I can uh, make it, please. Keep filming. He, he was uh, just like, I think they were just so intensely filming that it was just kind of like, and he pulls it out. So. Oh, wow. Oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. So your second question. Yeah. So I got three points. <laughs> yeah. And I have zero. You didn't get the first question. No. <laughs> no, you didn't. All right. <laughs> okay. So it's Captain Marvel question. So I try mm-hmm. to I try to keep it to the last movies and stuff and it's coming sure, out sure, and sure. stuff like that. I didn't do any of that. That's cool. That's cool. Captain Marvel. Mm-hmm. So to a nod to the nineteen nineties settings, you know, it was all, you know, all nineties, <laughs> right? <laughs> Carol Danvers crashes into a store at the beginning of uh the movie, Captain Marvel. What type of store is it? Oh, Would you like multiple choice? No, oh, straight out. You got it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yes, I'm on the board. Mm-hmm. Uh, not two points. No, I'm, two points, three points. Here is your third question. All right. What is Marvel Studios' first self-financed film? That's a good question. Because... They did a lot of stuff with Sony. Let me see. First finance. Iron Man. Oh, my God. I'm so mad that you didn't need the multiple choice. It's right. You're correct. It's Iron Man? <laughs> I, yeah, I'm, I'm mad because I, I, thought you might know, I thought you might know it, but I thought if you asked for the multiple choice, the choices might confuse you. Uh, so you getting it straight out is just like decimated my plans, but... So now you're at five and I'm at two. You talk about a comic book company that like was in bankruptcy, you know, and Mm. they had all these properties out there 
and they had sold all their properties to yeah. try to stay out of bankruptcy, but they still own Iron Man. So people are always like, that was such a weird choice. And Iron Man was a weird choice because he wasn't, he wasn't shit in the Marvel universe, you know, but they, I mean, he was something, but he wasn't like, you know, he wasn't Spider-Man. He wasn't, he wasn't their biggest character. And they, they went with that. And I was like, oh, I loved Iron Man at the time. He was one of my favorites. So I was like happy. But people was like, oh, this is, I don't know about this shit. And there you go. Gold. Yeah. Marvel Cinematic Universe ever since then. So beautiful. <laughs> uh, look, I don't know why I felt a need to go down, you know, the narrator's oh, lane. part of it, the memories. <laughs> All right. So where am I at? So that was two Number points. Three. So that was four. So, so you're at five. Five, right. And I'm at two. And you're at question number three for me. Guardians of the Galaxy. Which object does Peter Quill, also known as Star-Lord, <laughs> so what does Star-Lord steal at the beginning of the Guardians of the Galaxy movie? Multiple choice or straight up? Uh, I remember this scene so clearly because it was like boom, the boom, scene. Boom, 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 yeah, boom. but I don't remember what he stole and I, I have a guess, but I don't want to guess. So give me multiple choice. Multiple choice, the Tesseract. <sighs> the Orb. The eye of a mo uh, Amamoto, or oh yeah, that's it. So the, the tesseract, orb. yes, it was an orb. Okay. Because yeah. I almost said tesseract, but I was like, uh, it was round. The tesseract was Captain America. So mm -hmm. good for you, good for you. So, so one um, point, one point. So I'm at three points. You're at five points. Mm -hmm. Here is your fourth and final question. Mm -hmm. There are two movies tied for worst Marvel movie, according to Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, wow. Name them. Fantastic Four. Has to be mm -hmm. one. Mm -hmm. Must be MCU. Yes, MCU. MCU. Because there's mm -hmm. so many Marvel movies that wasn't in MCU. Two as worst? I um, need multiple choice. Are you ready? Yes. A, Thor, Love and Thunder, and The Incredible Hulk, 2008. Bullshit, but go ahead. B, The Eternals and Ant-Man, Quantum Mania. Mm. C, Thor, Love and Thunder, and The Eternals. Ain't that a bitch. D, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, and Thor, The Dark World. Damn, The Dark World. Multiverse of Madness? C. Thor, Love, and Thunder, and the Eternals? Yeah. Wrong. It is The Eternals and Ant-Man, Quantum Mania, both at 37%. I love Quantum Mania. I thought it was so uh, good. Uh, <laughs> I disagree, but... Well, Quantum the last movie that just came out with Kane? Yeah, we just talked about Did it. You think it was terrible? Uh, it didn't... I thought it was awesome. Who the hell <laughs> said that shit? I don't know. Look, Eternals, it's yes. Love it. Look, you should have said uh, The Dark World and Love and uh, not Love and Thunder, but Thor, The Dark World and uh, The Eternals. Of course, The Eternals, but yeah, come on. So, come on. Yeah, F those people. Yeah. I disagree. So you're you at five at the end of this, right? I'm at five. Yeah. And I'm at three currently with one question to go. Last question. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Going back to our theme, The Guardians of the Galaxy. What is the name of the 1980s pop song that plays during the dance-off between Peter Quill and the Accuser? Ronan the Accuser. You know, he's on the planet, and mm -hmm. the music's playing, and he starts shaking his hips. Dance-off, bro, me and you. 
There Here's is the thing. There is multiple choice. I'm going to need multiple choice, and that means I'll lose. But go ahead and give me multiple choice. Come and get your love. Uh, hooked on a filling. Uh, ooh, child. And I want you back. By the Jackson 5. Is it I want you back? It is not. That was played after it? that. It was, ooh, child, things will get a little easier. Ooh, child, things will get better. I know brighter. the song. I just don't remember. Someday. Yeah. Because it was kind of dumb, he was trying yeah. to do a, 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 a dance off to that song because it's not a heavy beat or nothing like that. Right, right. That's a, it's a good song, but it's. Yeah. Not, you could. Well, you can dance to any song, but yeah. Yeah, but he was like. <laughs> he was really going for it, yeah. <laughs> you know. Different, wrong beat. So I win. You win. Yeah, Facts on Patrol, man. Congratulations. Look, look we did our homework on this. We had some <laughs> integral ass questions, man. <laughs> I, I went deep. I would be interested to, and this is not going to happen because people, they listen, but they don't interact. But it really interested to see how people did, you know, with playing the games and stuff and see if the questions Yeah, I would like easy, to know how you know? people, like, playing along. I know that tons of people do really well just from, you know, like, uh, Mark mm -hmm. from So Wizard is notably good. Uh, I got to get him back on the show so I can beat his ass, but in some kind of game, but. He wants to play Rotten Tomatoes. He doesn't do video, though. You know, Mark is like, yeah. I'm, in the, <laughs> I'm in the darkness. <laughs> <You know? laughs> come on and do some video, Mark. You know, come step into the 1950s. <laughs> come on, I'll do a special Rotten Tomatoes for you. Indeed. Oh, uh, shoot. So we're going to take our final break, and we're going to come back with our full review discussion of Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. We'll be back in a jiff. It's a big Marvel movie, man. I'm so happy to we got a big one. <laughs> the Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, man. And so, you know, I forgot about it again. You know, I mean, I knew it was coming out, but I literally forgot about it until like, like well, maybe about two months ago, they was like, ah, we're coming to, the, you know, theaters. And I was like, good, because I've enjoyed, you know, both renditions. And unlike you, I love the Christmas special. It was so <laughs> I can watch it now and, and laugh. It's so, I thought it was so good. So, man, where are we at here? So let's get busy with this this uh, this thing here. So, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three, um, 2023, PG-13, two hours and uh, 30 minutes, action mm. adventure comedy. Still reeling from the loss of Gamora, Peter Quill rallies the team to defend the universe and one of their own. A mission that can mean the end of the Guardians, if not successful. It's <laughs> a <So> shitty, shitty. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, I get it. Directed by James Gunn. Tip, who the hell is in this movie? All right, Chris Pratt. Christopher. Chris, Sir Christopher Pratt. I know. Uh, Zoe Saldana. Ah, the lovely. Uh, I still looking good even with that greasy hair. <sighs> Look good. Uh, Dave Batista. Big Dave. We uh, love. Him. Karen Gillan, who I love, adore. Yeah, I adore we her. do. We do. Um, Palm Clementif. Who That's the hell? Mantis. Oh, I love her dirty bathwater. I, I think she's great. Oh uh, my God! <laughs> ben Diesel. Ben Diesel with I am Groot, I'm Groot, I'm Groot. I love you guys. <laughs> yeah, there he is. Bradley Cooper. Yep, who 
plays my favorite Marvel character of all time. Yes. <laughs> and Walt, they, Will Poulter. Will Poulter? I thought yeah, his name that's... was Putman. No, Poulter. Is it Poulter? That's what it says. For years, I've been calling him Will Putman. Okay. <laughs> Shit. That doesn't surprise me. There's a reason why I took over doing the names a while ago. You know what? You can kiss my ass, Steph. Move on. <laughs> Sean Gunn, obviously. Yeah. Uh, and then. Don't a bunch forget, of other people. my man. Did we say Nathan Fillion? We did not, but. Sylvester Stallone? We did not. Don't forget. <laughs> Chuck Uday. Oh, Iwaji. Oh my God, that dude. Now yeah. you know, you know he from he from the other show that I love so much, um, Peacemaker. You know, he was in Peacemaker. So yeah. Oh, he was? Oh, he had a huge role in Peacemaker, man. Okay. <laughs> oh my God. So I fell in love with him in Peacemaker. But I remember the first time I ever seen him was in John Wick 2. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, he was a guy in line, you know, it was like mm-hmm. I'm a squirrel trying to get a nut. Can I get a nut? Can I get a nut? And she was like, no, get the hell out of here. <laughs> then when then when Martin, when she died, he, he was at the next with the, with the brother, Santino. Can I get a nut? Can I get a nut? Can I get a nut? Anyway, so let's get it rolling, man. Mm-hmm. So before we go any further, it's time. It's time. <laughs> Gotta remember that there's a visual audience. So. There is people looking. I I do. That's something I have yet to get used to. That's why I'm, I was trying to move around a little more in this. Yeah, episode. yeah, yeah. Uh, my one word. One word. Oh, flat. Oh, holy. Oh, Tiff just made a whole bunch of enemies. Uh, <laughs> that's I'm for okay sure. with it. I that's okay for sure. That. That's for sure. Yeah. Wow. Explain. So, for one thing. God, Chris, Chris damn Pratt it! Go ahead. Is, is is he getting worse? What are you talking about? He is terrible in this movie. Okay. Not, I guess I'm not gonna say terrible, but the acting is definitely. He's very much phoning it in. Wow. Um, okay. <laughs> that being said, uh, so some of the other problems that I have with this movie is that like it is clearly just very much feels like someone who wrote their homework assignment like who's just a smart kid who's used to getting by just writes their homework assignments it it's 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 a plus quote unquote material but there's no heart in it sort of wow like, yeah okay I say, okay okay <laughs> so what's I, your one word my one word was heart is heart oh holy no Okay, Tiff, about we'll see what the reviews of this podcast. About. Well, that's okay. It's okay. Look, We're going to talk about why we feel the way we feel. So much heart in this movie. From, from I the... feel like this movie is intentionally manipulative because it realizes the main storyline doesn't have what it takes. Look, so much heart. Um, so just grab my attention. Just, mm-hmm. just heart. God damn. You know what? Marvel was kind of like I've been, you know, I've been really critical of Marvel, man, and in the second phase. But this, holy shit, I got my violence, I got my heart, I got mm-hmm. my good story. Oh my god, um, we are, we couldn't be more opposite. I'm like I Superman know. in the stratosphere with this one, you know, like ah, look, it so much heart, so. Uh, saying all that, let's uh, hit them spoilers and let's let's move on here. Action, adventure, comedy. All right. So here we are, man. Um, 
So, Guardians of the Galaxy, the last time we saw them was a Christmas special. And it kind of gave us a nice spot of where our heroes are, you know, mm. as far as like, you know, it prevented the, the writers from having to, you know, do a whole bunch of backstory and writing because of the Christmas special, which I thought was really, really cool. We established that Mantis and Star-Lord consider each other sister and brother now. We established that we have the doggy, you know. That uh, fucking dog. Oh, my God. We have the, the adorable doggy that's on the, on the screen, and they're living in nowhere, you know, and they're in charge. They're, they're like the mayor. It's like their headquarters. Yes. Uh, more than that, because a headquarters would just be them, but they're literally pillars of the community taking care of this community. And so that happened in the Christmas special, and then so we just tune right in. The movie starts with the rocket listening to the song Creep, and mm-hmm. it was just so interesting to me because I'm like, that song is like the worst, right? I love that song, right? But it's yeah. like the song really will not let make you feel let you feel good about yourself, you know? Right. And Rocket's listening to this, and it's like a perfect you know, thing of where this, this character is. And he's listening to Peter zoom. He walks through the place, kind of showing a place for people who may not have seen the Christmas special. And, uh, you know, then he, Peter Quill is in there drunk as a skunk, still clowning over Gomorrah, you know, and he like goes after rocket and it doesn't work out for him. So I'm like, yes, tips like (laughs) bullshit. Where you at? No, at the beginning of this movie i come in and i'm looking i'm gonna be okay with it i am a little cringe about them playing creep because it is unless you are going to use that song in a way that is so spectacularly different than it's been used before it is very much just an easy get so like to watch them do that i'm like oh like i kind of felt like come on like i love that song but like when you have something like that's iconic that's been used in a lot of movies and a lot of other kind of media you're gonna have to bring it in a way that i'm not like here's the same thing and i thought they brought it with the way to rocket was listening to it and he wasn't like no i'm a creep he was just kind of no, like he was just singing it to himself like, which shit, i also found know, to be yeah, a little yeah. awkward but that's fine Fuck, i loved it so you know they check in with all the guardians you know mm-hmm. you have <laughs> What I don't want to call him Sean Gunn's brother. What was his name? Coglin. That yeah, that's, that's uh, that is Sean Gunn, right? Yeah, that's, that's who, who wrote James it. James Gunn's brother. But James Gunn, um, yeah. so you know he's he can't do the he can't whistle right. He can't or he can whistle, but he can't control the arrow. Yeah, so everybody's kind of having problems and like everybody's at each other's throat, which is pretty cool. Um, one of the standout characters in this thing is uh, Gillian. Like, she's, like, goddamn uh, Nebula is, like, just awesome in this thing. You know, she's so angry in the beginning, you know. And everybody's kind of angry at themselves. So, Will, what's his name? It's not Putnam. I thought it was Putnam. Oh, the care. I'm so sorry. My thing shut because I wouldn't. I didn't expect I was going to get a quiz. Um, Adam Warlock the, is, like, coming. Adam, War- Adam Warlock, And that comes yes. from the second well, movie. And he's he's coming, and he's. He was a he's he's also created. He's created, but at the end of the movie, there was a, a extra scene which you probably didn't watch that they kind of like 
hatched him out. You know, they was like, you know. Yeah, I was uh, gone yeah. immediately. <laughs> they were like, we're going to send him. So literally they sent him because, you know, Rocket stole the batteries <laughs> in, the, in the beginning of the uh, second movie. And he comes in and he puts uh, walloping on Rocket, man. He shoots him in the chest. And so everybody can just know. Um, so in, in the comic books, Adam Warlock is Thanos' like brother. You know. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, super powerful. I mean, in the Secret Wars, he was like one of the most powerfulest characters there. So him getting a shot in the chest by Adam Warlock probably should have disintegrated him. You know what I'm saying? But you know, he's like wrestling with everybody, and there's a uh, you know a fight scene that happens. You know, with this, that, and the other, and it ends up with Rocket like dying. You know, and they, nothing is working. And I'm digging this, and I'm feeling good about this, and I, I love the setup. But on the opposite end of the spectrum, there's my co-host, and you're you're thinking what? So I I mean it's hard for, it's hard for me to go beat by beat in this movie. We I won't mean, go the whole the, time, but I'm just kind of. I like, know, I know, I know. We're establishing yeah, it. Yeah. Um, I mean, as far as like my complaints with it, because when I'm watching this part of the movie, yeah. it's not an abysmal situation. Okay. Um, I'm just seeing that it's very much kind of like a paint by number situation. Mm -hmm. So you're like, I'm seeing this happen. I'm seeing this happen. I'm not surprised by any of it. And and it's not exactly, I will say that part of it is it's on evenness because I really do feel like, uh, the Drax character and the Mantis character do bring a lot. They are, they are doing a lot of heavy lifting. Did you watch this, this, the Christmas special? Yes. They were effing yes. great in the Christmas special. Um, and I think that has to do with just those actors being particularly devoted, um, maybe to the, these characters particularly, but also to the craft. I think Dave Bautista keeps getting better and better. 100%. Um, just generally speaking as an actress, uh, an actress, an, um, an actor. And I haven't seen uh, Mantis and, and anything nothing. else that I know of, but she's, a, she's great. And I think that she's particularly good as this character, and maybe that's why she's, I'm, potentially being, you know, boxed in there. Um, I actually find uh, Karen Gillan does a great job, mm -hmm. but I also find her a little bit subdued in this. And I think that's because of having to play off of, I think Chris Pratt is just not doing a good job. Well, okay. So I know he's depressed. I, yes. I'm not saying that that, but he's doing a bad job in my opinion. I feel well, like I there's just they, nothing there. I don't really think they focused on him. Like, all like like that like they you don't, know but the characters revolve around him as you said kind of like the heart and then we kind of realize in this that rocket is the heart now here's the thing about the whole rocket so they after he gets injured they mm -hmm. realize they're gonna have to go to orca corp yep um which by the way i loved it james gunn does I have it. a knack for making things disgusting i loved it i love the, the like whole organic thing <laughs> um and like with uh, like intestines going and, around, and, it's, and when it's, they it's, entered, it's made from organic matter. Nathan Fillion, his character and his crew, and those that. suits look. I mean, the, I mean, like there's a certain point where things just look. So you're, so it's a goofy movie. Yeah, yeah. The, the Guardians of the Galaxy are a goofy group of people, mm -hmm. but what they're dealing with is really serious. Mm -hmm. And I think that they didn't straddle that line so well because those suits, especially are so off-putting to me. And I'm not saying that that is what makes or breaks a movie, but it's one of the little things where if I was really involved in a movie, I wouldn't even notice or care. But those suits look stupid. I don't care if they're... I don't care if they're comic book. I thought that correct. the suits looked stupid, and that was the point, and it was hilarious. And, I, I, you underst know. I understand that there are things... There might be a certain reason yeah. 
for doing these things, but if I can't automatically access that as a viewer, it was automatically accessed to be me. Less, I just it's just and it was if it was a joke, which obviously it is. Of course, it went on for too long. It was just too much. Well, once you were I, in them, it would have been stupid for the take them out of the suits. They I still had to well, go to whole scenes with this with these suits on, man. You I'm know? just saying that choice was yeah. a lot, and then that's not that's that's just the minute thing, but like. I do. I will. So in this part, mm-hmm. um, we're getting some really good comedy. Yes. Not just from Mantis and from I, I think from think everybody. That, yeah. Yeah, I do think that Fillion is doing some good comedy with his. Oh, I've got this idiot too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which was kind of great. Yeah. Um, this I actually find this scene to be. I love the not whole bad. the whole high scene at this place was great. Um, Rocket's dying the whole time mm-hmm. and they're trying to like, you know, do their thing and, and get the information and they find out that this one doctor may have it. Things don't work out. Everything goes bad and it leads to some like sweet ass action. The action sequences, I wasn't disappointed with not one of them. You know, every action sequence that happened, I was like, oh, yes. I mean, I, stuff I've never seen before. They did mm-hmm. things differently and it was so satisfying and we talked about Marvel's like decline in like violence. This movie brought it. I mean, uh, it was space violence, but it was still like space, space it was, violence. It was still like great, <laughs> man. Right, right. You know, cut his head I, off. You know. I will say that there are. I mean, obviously there are parts of this movie that I liked, um, and I would say the action's good. You know what I mean? One thing that this movie really does suffer from is that like the kind of plot that we're dealing with um which is kind of like makes you want to think it's complex and it's not so that's fine it's a it's a marvel movie it's not that's okay but the problem is is that it is so it is so bloated like you at uh, two hours and 30 minutes is too fucking long. I disagree. I disagree with all this. Man. You disagree because you enjoy mm. watching whatever stupid. And I'm not saying. No, 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 no. You, Tiff like you enjoy their hijinks and stuff like that. It wasn't just whereas, the hijinks. It was like they zipped into like a on again, off again, like history of rocket. Yes. And which that shit was like, you know, did, did I care? Did I want it? No. But when it was there, I was like, Oh, well, this is cool as shit. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. just how innocent Rocket was as a little, you know, kid, you know, and 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 what was happening to him and his friends and, you know, how evil the the what is the high the higher intelligence, what's his name? The high evolutionary was. The high evolutionary. You know, I remember when he was talking, Rocket was ridiculously smart. But he would say something like that's ain't real and you know the actor playing you know to the cgi his subtle looks like he was like so irritated but still trying to be nice to the raccoon when he was couldn't even speak like you know proper properly you know he was like and i was like shit you know i'm into this man you like he so i think he is doing a good job he sold it you know and the Bradley Cooper and the CGI, the whole, all the people involved in that, you know, I was so interested in this second story that was happening underneath the whole thing that what made Rocket, Rocket, you know, it was like, 
sometimes you go into an origin story and you're like, oh boy, you just ruined this, you know. But mm-hmm. not with this. I was like, yes, more of this shit, man, you know. I can see where you're coming from. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But my problem with this backstory is it's so expanded. Um, and it feels a lot like because they know that. So like in the other side of things, you would say that the emotional resonance. For, so, okay, let's. I want to talk about this. The emotional resonance of Peter trying to save Rocket is enough. Like examining that is enough. But whatever is happening in the storytelling situation, whatever is happening with Chris Pratt is not getting it there. And I'm not saying that this, I'm sure that this story was conceived at the same time, but the emotional manipulation, all movies are playing at our emotions. They're showing us parts of our humanity and there's nothing wrong with that. It was great. But the way that they go so hard with some of that stuff, it is like they know that the other half is uneven. And they and here's the thing. I cried seeing them tiny little raccoons because they are so cute. And it made me think of real raccoons. God and damn. so, yes, indeed, I cried. But I was just like, we're seeing that part later where the, the otter is like, uh, he wants to go with them into heaven or whatever that is. And they're like, it's not your time, which is one of the oldest things that happen in movies is, you know, seeing the other side and the person you love there telling you, you got to go back. It's great shit. Um, great shit. <laughs> arguably no, because like this movie is a ridiculous movie and it was still good. Ridiculousness, it was still good. It was so it goddamn not, good. <laughs> I, I, I think that some people would like it, but for me, like it just wasn't tight enough. They manipulate you so that you feel bad, but then at the end, when things are all tied up neatly, it's like nothing changes. There's no like we discussed, no stakes. A lot of stuff changes. You know, so here's a one lot thing. of stuff theoretically changes. Here's here's what what what, uh, what I thought they really did well. Okay. You know, I didn't feel like a single character in this thing was safe. You know, Drax almost died. You know, Rocket almost died. Peter almost died. Then you brought in Gamora, who was like so different from her, you know, her previous Gamora. And I was interested in that story because no, I didn't, did I want to see them get back together? No. But even the story that uh, Nebula told Peter, no, not Nebula, but his um, Mantis told Peter about him jumping from lily pad to lily pad. Didn't even make sense to me until the end. And I was like, yeah, that makes total sense, you know? And so I was invested in all of those stories. I was invested in all of this, you know, I am, and I've been really critical of the, you know, last few Marvel movies, but I did like, you know, Ant-Man and what it had to bring. Didn't like the, you know, the T'Challa, well, not even T'Challa, the the Black Panther, you know, too. And so there's been some things, you know, even Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness was like, I was like, it was okay, you know, but this here, I was like, this is the Marvel I know and love, man. This is what this is what I want to see. <laughs> and I was um, so invested in in these characters. They went to the fake Earth, you know, and yeah. you know that place ended up blowing the hell up. Everybody, yeah, which is great because I mean we're establishing that that the high evolutionary. Sorry, it's hard. I almost want to say high creator. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But high evolutionary um, doesn't give a shit. No. About anything that he creates. Well, he wants he wants to make the perfect species 
but he uh just if he if he doesn't get there he's not upset about like destroying what he has well, created the scenes that he had when he was like kind of it was like he was drunk but it was like something had happened to him and you know he was like explaining the rocket you know the baby rocket that you know you're not coming, you know, why would you think you would ever come? You know, he was just being a dick to, to mm-hmm. everybody. And, you know, it, it to, to me, it opened up this, the story and the narrative even more that, you know, we knew this guy was a piece of shit. We knew he was a bad guy. You know, we know that from the comments. We know why the way he's acting. But he was, he was like irredeemable, which is not like yeah. always the case with a lot of villains. You know, it's like even with Darth Vader, you're like, you kind of yeah you, you but know. that's that's the thing is that like but he, i like that no he was fault. irredeemable that's no fault of this of the actor he's doing a great no no job. i like the, the fact character. that he was like yeah. unredeemable that he was like the it was not like he was like the he ultimate was evil like a machine yeah he was like the ultimate piece of shit but you know especially when you know baby rocket tore his face up and, expl- and escaped out of there after his friends got killed and then at the end you know they pull his face off and it's like so he's like mad that this creature did this to him, you right. know, after he mistreated the creature, but he don't understand it. He mistreated the, the creature, you know, but I, I think it was just, it was, I, I thought it was, it was a lot of complexities and a lot of things that I just thought was like really good, man. Really, really good. The, I, I want to talk about the dog in a terrible way. I love the dog. Um, <laughs> I love the dog. I don't necessarily hate the dog so much, but the relationship that that dog had with Sean Gunn I thought it was, was very strange. Yeah, I thought it was great. She, nope, she was I, a dog, was, and she's like, "Stop saying I'm a bad dog. That's bullshit. Right, <laughs> I'm a good dog." Which is a fine joke, but like, I, I, and this is this is me just making a joke. But like, there was parts of that movie where I was like, "It's is he like?" No, no, Tiff. He was just a dick because she could do she could do what he couldn't do, and he was like so down on himself because he just couldn't do it. And even when he thought it mattered, when Adam Warlock came in there, it did nothing. But was like, what can do? Was like, what the hell, you know? And so you knew he was gonna get his little whistling time. Well, when he did, it was so satisfying, man, because he turned into like the whip, right? He was just, and I was just like. And of course, there's our buddy, who's our Mr. Buddy? Marvel, Mr. No, there's nothing like Marvel money. Ain't nothing like Marvel money, son. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Rooker, and I'm yeah, so glad he was, he was like, yeah. elite, even for a flashback in this movie. I love the Yondo character, and I know fans of this series love the Yondo character. Yeah, and it just, just that with that little shitty smile. With, he got gold teeth that's chipped. <laughs> He's got gold yeah, on the chip. Yeah, they're like, uh, yeah, they're. Yeah, man, and so I, I will say that I like, was so they're... happy with this pro- this project, Tiff. Yeah, I and so I don't mean to be like aggressive about like how I'm speaking about Please it. Please do. Like, part part of my problem is that because I did really like the first Guardians of the Galaxy movie. Yeah. Um, and it did have like. So part of what makes good movie making for me yeah. is that you don't notice necessarily like you do notice, but like things are happening to you that you might not even realize until later. Everything that is happening in this film is happening right then. That doesn't necessarily make for an unenjoyable film, but I don't think it necessarily makes for even a be- the best Marvel film that I've seen. And I think that because I'm holding that up to the comparison of like, for instance, the Michael Rorker character who in that first guardians of the galaxy movie, when you think the whole time 
that he has no heart for uh, Star-Lord. And then we had this beautiful turn. When I first found you, the boys wanted to eat you. (laughs) (laughs) They never tasted terror before. (laughs) (laughs) That is both. I mean, we have all that comedy that comes before it, the complexity, but this beautiful turn that you didn't even really expect, and then you end up feeling so much heart and so much pain for these two people who I love felt, each other. In I a felt that emotion way. for this film, Tiff. I literally I, felt I that under- emotion. I did. I can understand that, but it felt in this film a little bit more directly like they knew they had to manipulate you with the baby raccoons and all the kids and stuff because. In that main but see, the, the, the baby film. raccoons didn't do shit for me. I mean, you like baby raccoons, but, but me, but I don't you, give a shit, you know. And so that <laughs> but did, you that did that part of the movie. That too. did nothing to like pull my. No, I'm talking about when Rocket was a kid. That that's what I like. Yeah, but, like those baby I, raccoons. Well, I didn't do shit for me. Just you know? baby raccoons. I'm also talking about him and his friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was mean? good shit. Like, but that's where their emotional resonance is trying to come in a little bit. But if if it and, didn't have that, I still would have felt what I felt for the rest of the characters. Man, I've grown to. You know, love these characters over the years, and you know that I I didn't pay as much attention to Chris Pratt as you did because even though he was like the leader of this group, he mm-hmm. wasn't the star. Rocket was. Rocket was the star of this movie, man. Yes. And, and, it, and it was good. You know, it was so good. The emotional range out of a goddamn CGI character. Holy shit, man! I just, it was just amazing <laughs> to me, man. But I mean, like, part of the problem with it then is that if weakest you character feeling... group. No shit. Yeah, group was yeah. <laughs> weakest character was Groot. I mean, I guess they figure like Groot had his moment in the first movie, and then in yeah. the second movie he was a teenager, and in this movie it was cool when he was the shooting gun. Oh group, which we my had saw in the trailer. god! Baka I'm like, yes, he had his moment, but it's still and his movement with Pete. You know, yeah. That... That yeah. was, I mean, those are like some very stylized, good, like action scenes in the movie. Um, but I, I will say that like, in part you do. So, okay. We get to the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. Okay. And they get all of the kids off and all of the, you know, they defeat. And the kids weren't annoying. They could have been annoying, but they weren't annoying. I agree. I actually mm-hmm. agree that they mm-hmm. they didn't make the kids annoying. They seemed yeah. They did seem like they were in peril. And, and, then, and Dave and then, Batista doing the clown daddy call, calling thing, calling him stupid, calling him hey stupid. They were so great. It was. Um, it was but so Dave great. Batista really does. It makes you wish that it wasn't that 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 it was Dave Batista saving Rocket Raccoon, and that we shaved thirty minutes off and just focused there. No, you know what I mean? like those, no, but it was more to it than just Rocket. It was other <laughs> shit, Tiff. And I like the that fact that it was other so... shit. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I think that liking it, right? So, anyway, I did I not do, have to I like this movie, Jeff. I didn't. I know you didn't. I you know, know you didn't have to. It's other movies that's been like, man, look, Phase, uh, what were we four or something like with Marvel? Oh God, I don't know. But right, what well, whatever the current phase is, it's been like. You're right. But this shit here, this shit here has been the highlight for me. You know, like that's great. I I loved it. You know. I, uh, so. I think that in the end of the mm-hmm, movie mm-hmm, mm-hmm. is when it really starts to to potentially turn itself around. I thought Star-Lord was going to die, and I was so excited um, because it would have had some depth to, you know, some risk. Uh, P.S. That is not how space works. Um, even if oh, with uh, him, someone his comes in, blood. <laughs> yeah. you're done. First of all, that's not what happens. It's more like an event horizon where all your blood where, Hey, where open. was the little click, click? 
you know, with the face masks. It's, yeah, where's his fucking? You know what I mean? Whatever. Um, but that's my what, understanding that's what, that is that kind of was like. Mm, where's his little face? So Montego's like perfectly fine. So for this, what's this? Where's was that face bags at? <laughs> Why is his his ass getting all bloated? <laughs> Uh, so like clearly already died or would not be come you would so i thought i like the redemption oh, of, of of adam warlock though with oh that. i do i actually yeah. like that too yeah, yeah but like he saves him but why didn't he like quote unquote save him sooner because like there was no coming back from that and i thought oh he has the power i thought adam warlock had the power to revive somebody but i was like oh no he doesn't because his mom died yeah his, he just revived he just re- he just revived well, you but know, I guess he's part celestial. He's and, part celestial. And he was like a, just a big, dumb idiot just floating around, and he just didn't know. And he grew up, in my opinion, really fast. And I love when Groot says what he says to him, and then somebody translates, like, you know, he says everybody gets a second chance, you know. And I was like, oh, this shit is good. Oh, that, <laughs> this shit is mm-mm, good. Mm-mm, 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 no. Yes, um, yes, 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 so boys and girls. So then at the end. yes. There's a little that everyone's like, okay, the Guardians of the Galaxy is breaking up, which is a very Marvel ending um, because we're seeing like potentially the next phase. Well, they showed like the sister, she was angry the whole time with the way people was treating her. And so she decided to, to go out on her own. Nebula transformed, you know, from just being angry to like those kids, you know, did it for, her. you know, she wants to, you know, take care of everybody else. And I like that. Um, Peter Quill, all of a sudden, not all of a sudden, you know, his sister was like trying to get him to go see about his family. You you talking mm-hmm. about you don't have nobody, and so I it's just kind of funny because the dude is like his granddaddy is like old. It's like how long are you gonna be old, there? But he's not as old. He was old in that photo, and then I was like, oh, he would be dead. And then he gets there, and he's like the same age. Well, no, 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 no. If you watch the first movie, it was, he's not the same age. <laughs> he's for sure. <laughs> For sure, he's but, not I mean, the like, same age. That was that was. I mean, you can't. I can't resist uh, seeing an old man get excited to see his grandson. Yeah. So then Gomora goes back to the Ravagers, and she has a home there. You know. And that was nice to see too. I thought that Gomora had interesting. an interesting turn in this movie because of so, uh, so a the, very different portrayal from her other Gomora, but sort of similar. So the first after credit scene. Mm-hmm. Did you stay long enough for that? No. No. Okay, so they were a new team. You had Coglin, the doggy, Groot, who was like, like big as he was, like he was like just, like two stories tall at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, you had no drags. No, I think you did have. Did you have? You had Rocket. He was the leader, and they were like protecting some place, and they got into action, and they were they were like, like okay. Uh, y'all want me to do it? We can do it. Let's do it together. So they're good. You know, the team mm-hmm. is good. And then that, it goes off. But then a, a buddy of mine at the gym told me that there was an after, after, after credit scene. And mm-hmm. that, like, um, I guess Pete and his grandfather was sitting there with a newspaper, reading a newspaper. And, like, it had said that, like, something on the newspaper, like, Kevin Bacon said he, you know, he, he was abducted oh, like by aliens or something Christmas. like that. Exactly. But that was okay. all it was. It was nothing moving the story forward, forward. like mm-hmm. it had been doing. And so I thought, I just, somebody told me about that at the gym today. And I was like, yeah, I wasn't staying around to the end. To the end, end Not end, for end. that. No, 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 uh, no, 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 no. I just think that this movie ending is pretty typical for, I think everybody is fine and everything like that. We have a little bit of emotional turmoil because they're separating. Um, but I will say that they do, you know, they, they leave it like, I mean, and that's as far as like, the, the separating and forming of different guardians of the galaxy that's very comic book we know that 
there's well, if you re- if you know Tifflebot, the Sylvester Stallone character and all his characters, they're the original Guardians of the Galaxy in the original comic book. All those yeah, characters, so- the Ice Dude and the the little lizard thing, the orange lizard, that, <laughs> whoever the hell they are, those are the original. There's been iterations, yeah. yes, yes. Um, just like there's different Avengers, there's yeah. different, yeah, 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 uh, Justice League people. Yeah. I mean, that's very common. And so, like, that's not a gripe of mine at all. At the end of the movie, no, I didn't. No, I wouldn't other. say it was a gripe. I was just that oh, was just FYI, no, you know. But that not necessarily going to happen, but it leaves the door open for future. And I don't movies. think there would be any, first of all, James Gunn. DC owns him now. <laughs> you know, yeah, so, that's true. So I think this would be it. And without James Gunn, I, he's such a goddamn brilliant filmmaker. And I'm, you know, when I was watching this and I, I was like halfway through it and was enjoying it so much, I was like, goddamn James Gunn. I was like, this is why I'm enjoying it. He is a goddamn genius. He knows how to make me laugh, pull on my heartstrings, make it interesting, make, make it cool. Well, I guess <laughs> he's always he's always doing something gross. Do well, you know what I mean, yeah, that you, scene you, in the yeah, you didn't like the Suicide, Suicide Squad, Squad too. I can't even look at. Yeah, it. my daughter, she got problem with holes too and shit. So Ugh. you know, yeah. Ugh. But I just think he's a brilliant dude, man, and he just makes the shit that I like. And I didn't even like this shit until I started seeing his stuff, like a movie like the original Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm-hmm. I didn't give a shit about anything like that, you know, like action with a little comedy and all of a sudden I, I wanted my superheroes to be serious whoop that ass and then like this guy makes it fun you know and that's nice everything that he has done since then especially peacemaker holy shit you know in the second suicide <laughs> squad it's just it's just like so brilliantly funny but still satisfyingly violent and satisfyingly you know just action you know it's good yeah and i i know like you know coming in with like accurate portrayals of the things that you think would happen within that superhero like you said with peacemaker like not shying away from the reality of the violence that would happen if such a thing were to occur yeah yeah i mean it's kind of like when they show like you know in in like action movies when they're like buildings are falling down and stuff and they act a single person. Everybody's where, everybody's cool. Like that. Where it's like I got out of there. <laughs> Did y'all get out? <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, man. So, we agreed to disagree on this one, y'all. But um, yeah. Um, what we're gonna do is that's it. We come to do <laughs> the damn thing, and <laughs> that's all. <laughs> and that's it. That's all she wrote. That's it. So I'm the host of Fans of Patrol. My name is Fonte. With me is my. Disagreeable co-host, Miss Tiffleby. <laughs> Say goodbye to the people, <laughs> Tiff. It's been a pleasure as always. Indeed. And until next week, man. We will be on, on Patrol! Patrol. <laughs> <laughs>